0: We are going to have a chat now to former All Black Corey Flynn, who's been on the show before, but I don't really want to talk too much about rugby with him today. And it's basically because the number of All Blacks are hanging up the All Black jersey and hanging up the rugby boots for good, which is something Flynn did a little while ago himself. And just the challenges that you and me out there listeners may not fully understand if it's challenging if it's easy or whatever it is so flinny's kindly agreed to have a chat to us Corey, uh welcome in is the builder's apron on at the moment
1: <laughs> now nah, mate i've uh, i've actually i've given i i've put the apron in the back of the ute and i'm into project management now so um yeah, tools are, tools are still in the ute, but that's just sort of more for nostalgia, I suppose, and uh, makes me feel like a builder, but. I'm pushing the pen most of the time
0: these days. Uh, unless your sister gives you a call and says, come and fix my windows, then the tools are back out.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's where mum pulls rank and tells me
0: to do it. <laughs> so that, that, I sort of wanted to talk to you a bit about that with so many All Blacks retiring, and, and not necessarily All Blacks, uh, at the end of a rugby season, a number of players will stop playing, whether it's Super or NPC or whatever. And that transition from a very structured... Organise life for you, and I'm not saying it's easy because you work bloody hard as a professional rugby player, but all of a sudden you've got to make your own decisions. How hard was that when you first stopped your fully professional life and then went, now I've got to sort me out?
1: Yeah, it is difficult. It's probably one of the most difficult things um, about giving up, you know, um, because like you say, for... You know, for seventeen to twenty years of my life, I had to be at a certain place at a certain time. I had to wear um, a certain thing, so everything was pretty regimented. It was like being in the army, I suppose. Um, and you know, for for the first time, I actually had to start thinking for myself and and um, organising myself. Which was um, yeah, it, it can be quite daunting. I was lucky in the sense that I had some kids, uh, two young kids. So I was getting into school, so that gave, you know, like I had enough, um, we, we got a settlement out of the UK, so we had some money to pay bills, and I didn't have to rush into a job. Kerry we went away straight away and started working, but I was able to get the kids to school and stuff like that, so that gave me a little bit of a schedule and, um, and, and stuff like that to stick to, but yeah, it was definitely the, definitely the hardest thing
0: do you do you lean on or did you lean on enough do you think maybe some of the relationships you build with corporate customers uh, sponsors during your playing days were you aware that you know I'm not going to play forever I, I need to create some maybe some commercial type relationships um
1: not as much as what I probably should have um, you know I I didn't actually know what I wanted to do I knew that. I knew that networking during um, my time, so using the promo times and stuff like that, was definitely beneficial. So I always made sure that um, I got in and and did my, you know, did my bit through the through the promotional stuff because, you know, people remember that, um, and and they do, you know, people that were say good players but arseholes off the field, they also remember that. You know, um, so having the ability to now um, call upon some some relationships that I that I made, or you know, some acquaintances that I made, it uh, definitely helps in life after footy. But um, I didn't sort of do it with a with a career in mind um, because yeah, I just didn't know what I wanted to do.
0: So how did you, you know, t- those first couple of years, I guess, would have been the transition point from from finishing playing up in the UK and coming back to Christchurch, and is it sort of bewildering? Like, I should know what I need to do. I should be doing something. Um, what, what were the tough times? Um, the
1: toughest thing is that the bills keep coming. Yeah. So, um, you know, like, for me, I was lucky um, in the sense that, one, I'd got sacked from Glasgow, so... Um, ended up getting a payout from them. And um, so I, that gave me a wee stack of cash to come back and set up and, and just decompress a little. Um, so I was able to do that and then think about what my next job was. But some people, you know, they if they retire and they haven't got things in place, then it's really overwhelming about how quick the bills start stacking up, you know, and you're accustomed to living a, living a life it's that's, uh, that's pretty pretty well supplied, and um, you know all of a sudden you've got nothing um, coming at you for free, and all of a sudden yeah you've got to pay for it. So it, that that's one of the really tough things. Um, but I suppose the, the the biggest thing for me I was lucky about was that I knew by the end of it I wanted to sort of get into the project management type of role. I just didn't know how to get there, so I spoke to I spoke to one of my best mates who I was building with up until I took this job, and um, and he said, "Look, you know, come come work for me because if you if you take on this job as a project manager, they'll eat your life. The subbies and tradies will eat your life because you don't know the industry. You know," he said, "If you if you come and do your apprenticeship, you at least learn what a builder does and and everything, so you'll know, and then you'll be able to go and use your rugby experience and your people management stuff and everything like that." To then to then go into the project management role, and to be honest, mate, I you know I've switched over into the project management stuff now, and I look back on that piece of advice, and it was huge because I not I don't know the first thing about building when I when I first went into the apprenticeship, and if I was having to make some decisions that I'm having to make now, I would have been absolutely shot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about the financial pressure? But what about like as you say, for 15, 20 years? You're surrounded by guys and by management and by coaches and by fellow players, and there's that. It's forced socialisation, but but it's all welcome. I've seen how rugby teams are together. You're really really tight, and then you've had this massive support network. And when you look at say a Crusaders All Blacks type club, there's there's sort of fifty people, and you know great guys like Foxy at the Crusaders and and Razor and and all these people their now focuses on the guys that are wearing your jersey. How much of a loss yeah. is that kinship?
1: Yeah, it's uh, essentially that's the stuff that you pine for. Um, and that's the reason why up until sort of March, April this year I was still having a crack at playing some social footy, you know, with the nomads. Um, and because you miss the you miss the opportunity to be with your mate and drink a coffee, drink a beer, sit in the changing room after the game and go, that was cool, you know, sorry, excuse my language, but that was cool. That's, you know, and that's what I really missed. Um, and it wasn't until the surgeon told me this year that my shoulder was absolutely buggered that I, you know, that I gave it away because of that fact. Um, and, you know, the the boys, you always try and keep in touch, but you know what it's like with life. Everyone's everyone's life gets busy. Um when you're outside of the rugby, when you don't have that common, that common bond, which is which situates you in a certain point um, at, at any one day, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, and how's the carcass, mate? Is it? I know your shoulders poked, but you, you had a few injuries <laughs> through your time. You are well known for the arm guard. Uh, how's the body?
1: Yeah, the the body's actually not too bad, um, but the shoulder. You know the shoulders bugger. and like, I can I can walk around relatively pain free. Um, it takes me a little bit of time to warm up in the morning, but um, yeah, giving giving rugby away was definitely a key. The, the surgeon told me that I had a 65 year old shoulder and was looking at a replacement in pretty pretty quick time if I didn't stop. So. And he said forty two years old is just way too young to have that. So, um I had to give that away and he said you might want to look at your career as well. Building's probably not the, the thing to be doing. <laughs> so I changed that as well. And um, you know, so um, hopefully that gives me a little bit little bit more longevity with the with the shoulder, which I'm sure it will and um, but other than that everything's pretty pretty well sorted, mate. I'm, I'm, I can count myself pretty lucky.
0: Mm. Well Brilliant. Good to hear that That, yarn actually and um, I just hope that a lot of these retiring All Blacks and it's the level underneath that um, I'm not saying I'm worried about them but I'm conscious that there's a real transition period that needs to go and you went through the hard stuff but you, you've now got pens in your pocket and uh, dress pants on. Um, I'm quite impressed <laughs> Pliny. I'm quite impressed.
1: <laughs> Cheers mate. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a daunting thing and um, I, I think the, the players now lean on, lean on the people that have gone before them a little bit more and they're using, they're using that information um, uh, a lot more. I mean, I was lucky enough to, before I started my career, I, I knew what the real world was like, but you've got a lot of these kids now coming out of school straight into professional footy. They don't know what it's like to go and work a nine-hour nine job then train three hours. And then go to sleep, wake up, do it all again, and just to try and get a you know try and get a professional contract. So when these guys start coming out of professional rugby, that's when I think you'll see some you'll see some real struggles. It's, um, so hopefully the hopefully they're really working hard in that space because that that um, for me it was I, I knew that I was going to have to work again, and so I, I wasn't really that worried about it. Um, but yeah, for some of these guys, they just don't know, don't even know what the real world's like. Mm, yeah,
0: awesome, Franny. Thanks for your thanks for your advice and, and your yarn, mate. Really do appreciate it.
1: Nah, no worries, mate. Any time.